Yes, we already established the fact that he's the one who blots out our transgression, who cleanses from all of our unrighteousness. But as we move in our lives, he wants us also to get involved in this cleansing process. So last week we said, the ball is in your coat. Praise God. All right. We said that Jesus not only redeems, but he also reforms. The Lord has delivered us out of sin, out of the clutches of the enemy. And the Lord also wants us to be delivered out of this vicious cycle of repeating the same thing over and over again. Praise God. The Lord who delivered us out of sin is also able to deliver us out of that cycle. The repeatability, praise God. He's able to deliver us, praise God. You know, the church is involved in, in the prison ministry. Right now we have our uncle Warki Verghese and Andy Chinnama Joshua Andy. They are the ones you are spearheading. Do you know what the program is called? It's a program that is, that is sponsored by the NYDOC, the Department of Correction. And the program that we all are involved in is called the Faith Reentry Program. In other words, the government has realized, looking at the statistics of the inmates, looking at those who have made great blunders in their lives and those who are convicted, that their potential of repeating what they have done is very high. So the government has decided that they want the faith community to get involved so that these people as they serve their terms and as they are ready to come out of the prison system, they will have an encounter with the faith community and they will be reoriented so that they will not repeat the same mistakes over and over again. Praise God. I want those who, are, those who would have some time to get involved in this 
ministry because it gives you an opportunity to sit one and one-on-one -on -one with hardcore criminals and then have a chapel service with them and share the gospel. You know, they are at that particular point in their lives, they are open, they are waiting for somebody to talk to them. They are looking for visitors. It doesn't matter who you are as you go and as you share God's word. It's being absorbed. And that's an opportunity for us to minister. What am I saying is, if a secular government realizes that the faith community can have an impact so that they can get people who are entangled in the cycle of crime and sin to break out of the cycle, how much more the word makes it clear for us that Jesus, the Savior, is able to deliver us out of the, out of the cycle of repeating the sin over and over again. For that, what we need to do is what we, we have been talking about. Paul writing to the Corinthians, now he's writing, he's saying, therefore since we have these promises. And we already went through what therefore means. Wherefore what? Based on the promises, what is already talked in the latter part of chapter 6, we see Paul is asking Five questions there. And we as a church, we answered those five questions. And we all, you, 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 unilaterally, together, we gave the answer. The answer was none, 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 none for all of them. Praise God. And he's saying that we have the promises, the promises when it unfolds, when promises becomes a reality, it ushers blessings in our lives. Praise God. But we said that promises are linked to conditions. And we saw what those conditions were. As far as God is concerned, we said, as far as God is concerned, we said, what did we say? We said that God is Faithful, hello guys, this is not moving. As far as God is concerned, he is faithful to his word. He is what? He is faithful. Thank you. He is faithful to his promises. Okay? It is faithful to his, he is faithful to his promises. What were the conditions? The conditions we said was what? One, we said that Paul is saying, Make sure that you be separate. What? Be separated. Okay, thank you. Be separated. Oh, and we already discussed what it means to be separated. Be separate. Yes, thank you. We said that you can't walk with God and hold hands with the devil at the same time. Okay. And let's move on. We said, what is separation? Well, first let's see what is not separation. We said separation is not isolation. Separation is not isolation, but separation is insulation. We said that separation is contact without 
contamination. Jesus does not mean that we should be isolated and sheltered in such a way that we have no connection with the people. If that's the case, then we become ineffective. Jesus wants us to be connected. Jesus wants us to impact, but he does not want the world to influence us and lead us away from his presence. And as we practice contact without contamination, we realize there is a need for establishing boundaries in our lives. If there are no boundaries in our lives, then we are in big trouble. Paul, writing to Timothy, makes it clear that all scripture is God-breathed and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness so that the man of God may be complete and fully equipped for all good works. In other words, God's word teaches us what is right, what is not right, how to get right, how to stay right. And we need to practice that and it brings boundaries in our lives. Praise God. Boundaries where? Number one, boundaries have to start up here in the thought realm. Where? Where? Praise God. See, if you break a boundary, if it's a physical boundary, others will know about it. Okay? You can hide and you can do an undercover operation and you can break boundaries without people knowing about it. But the boundaries that we set up here, if you break it, nobody will know it immediately. Hello. What are we talking about? Putting a sticker up here? What boundaries are we talking about? We're talking about boundaries in our thought realm. Praise God. Nobody knows about that. Whether we are staying within the boundaries in our thought life. Only you and Jesus. That's Nobody knows. Not even your spouse knows whether you are maintaining the boundary up here. Nobody knows. Praise God. How do you maintain the boundary up here? Well, I have said this in the past. You need to have a three-step Filter up there. Number one, the sun filter. Number two, the scripture filter. Number three, the spirit filter. Praise God. The sun filter is allowing Jesus to rule and reign in your lives. What is not allowed, what is not pleasing to Christ, you do not allow that to come into your life. The scripture stands as a boundary. Praise God. As long as you stand behind it, you keep your life pure and safe in the presence of God. That's why David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart so that I might not sin against thee. The word in your phone is not going to do anything. And the word in your iPhone and your iPad ain't going to help you. The word has to find residence in your eye heart. Praise God. 
spirit filter. Praise God. So maintaining the boundary up in your thought life, guarding your heart. The proverb writer says, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Young man, young lady, I want to tell you, don't be hasty in giving your heart to anyone. They will trample all over it. They will run all over it. And finally, you will have a heart that is beaten and broken. Give your heart to Jesus. Till it's time to share your heart with the person that God has chosen. So maintain that boundary from thought life to every phase of our practical life. It is very important that we maintain and establish the boundary. Now, when you practice separation in your life, always remember when you align yourself with the Word of God, there is always a price tag attached to it. Hello? There is a cost that is associated with aligning yourself with the scripture. When you say that I'm going to live the way he wants you to live, that means maintaining that boundary from your thought life into your heart, into your physical arenas, into your relationships, into your finance, into your business, in your workplace, everywhere. When you maintain that boundary, I'm going to tell you there is a cost that you will have to pay. Praise God. Hallelujah. When you maintain separation, praise God, you will be alienated. Alienation will come as a price or a cost that you have to pay for separation. Hello. Uh-huh. Try it. Practice it. If you have never practiced it, this one week you take it as a challenge and you will see the, the backlash that comes against you. The Bible is full of examples. Can anybody throw an example at us? Yes, anybody, come on. Huh? Joseph. Joseph maintained the boundary and he landed where? In the prison. Did he do anything wrong? No. All he said was what? How am I going to sin against my God and against the master? No, I'm not going to do this. Okay, so he had to pay. Come on, another one. One more. Who? Daniel. Good. Where did he land? In the den. How many of you guys have a den? Huh? How many of you guys have a den? Daniel, do you have Daniel's den? Oh, you do. All right. All right, we all have a den. Our den are what? They are very sophisticated dens. Our dens are equipped with what? Huh? Oh, we have a good television, the biggest one that we can find. We have, we have a cozy seat. But Daniel's den, the lion's den, was not equipped like that. But that was the price that he had to pay. So what am I saying? There is a price tag or a cost associated with practicing separation. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But 
the word of God gives us the assurance that anybody who practices what the word says today or tomorrow or the day after what's coming your way, blessings comes your way. Praise God. There is a season in everyone's life where you will be tried and you will be tested. Praise God. Blessed is a man who stands under the test, who takes the pressure. Praise God. For he's going to come out as what? As a winner. Praise God. And Paul is saying, that if you practice this, there is a blessing that is associated with that. What is that blessing? We read that blessing. What is that blessing? It's what? It's a fourfold blessing that Paul says that you will experience in your life. Praise God. This is what the Lord says. I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord all Mighty, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Wow! I will dwell in them and walk among them. Meaning what? Meaning what? God's habitation is what? Praise God. Hallelujah. If you ever get a chance, if you have not, there's a book written by Peter Eugene, Eugene, uh, Eugene Peterson. It's called The Divine Romance. I want you to check it out. Divine Romance. It's a good reading. It's from Genesis to Revelation. He's talking about the love that God has for his people. Look at this. Peter is, Paul is saying that, you know, the blessing is what? As God says, I will dwell among them and walk with them. Isn't that what you see in the garden? Isn't that what you see as God's people are marching through the wilderness? The ark of God's pressing, the ark of the covenant, which represented the presence of God among them. And as we come into the New Testament, God's presence in us, God in us, the Holy Spirit indwelling in us. Hallelujah. And you look at what the revelator says in Revelation. Praise God. God's presence with his people. God always wants to live among his people and have a constant, unbroken, unrestrained, unstrained relationship with his children. And for that, for us to experience that and maintain that into the fullness of that realm, you and I have to practice what? What? Huh? Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. So watch what you do, where you go, 
what you say, how you carry yourself, your interaction, your disposition, because we are what? We are the carriers of his presence. Coming back to what Paul is saying, therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves. Amen. Isn't that good? Let us cleanse ourselves. Number one, let, he calls them who? He calls them what? How does he address them? Beloved. Praise God. Those who are beloved to him, they are beloved to us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Beloved, let us. Us. Paul is not saying, you guys, you guys need cleansing. Praise God. But what is he saying? Let us cleanse ourselves. Praise God. Who is inclusive in this us? Who is inclusive in this us? How do you spell us? Huh? U.S. So who is included in this us? Everyone in the U.S. No. That's not what it is. Of course not. That's not what it is. Everyone. Every one of us here in this context is talking to the Corinthian church. And in the larger context, everyone who is known as sons and daughters. Praise God. Hallelujah. It is taken for granted that we, us, need cleansing. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Guys, is that true? Us? Yeah, that's what the Bible says. Cleanse means to, to purge, to purify. Why the cleansing is needed? Paul is saying cleanse ourselves from everything that contaminates or every filthiness in the body and in the spirit. So why is it that we need to be cleansed? Simply the admonition is given to the extent that we have allowed the world to influence us. To the extent that we have allowed the world to impact us. To the extent that we have allowed the world to creep into us. To the extent that we have allowed the world to touch us. Nay, that we have touched the world. Praise God. Hallelujah. We need cleansing. Praise God. It's not talking about a collective cleansing. It's talking about a personal cleansing. Jesus talks about it. About the nature of men in Matthew chapter 7. When you read 3 to 5, you know, Jesus said about what? We all are good at finding fault with. That's how it is. That's, that's the human nature. Jesus said that if you have a beam in your eyes, huh? 
Don't tell your brother you got a speck. That's, that's the nature. That's the nature. The nature is we make so little of ours and we make so big of others. That's the nature of men. That's the nature of human beings. But that's why the Word of God says we all need to have a cleansing in our life. From where? From cleansing where? From all filthiness. All filthiness that contaminates the flesh and the spirit. What does the flesh mean, guys? When the Bible says flesh, what does it mean? Well, the other version says body and spirit. Praise God. So what does that mean? Well, it simply means that the outside matters. Tell your neighbor the outside matters. Does the outside matter? Does the outside matter? Well, some people say it don't matter. Come on. What really matters is what's on the inside. What's on the outside? Who cares? Don't judge me. Don't judge the book by it. Cover, yeah. But let me tell you, the Bible says what? We need to cleanse ourselves, our the flesh, the body. So does outside matter? Outside matters. Praise God. If outside does not matter, then God's word will not tell us to cleanse ours, our, ourselves from everything that, that, that contaminates our body and our spirit. Praise God. Why does outside matter? Outside matters because outside reflects the inside. Hello. Praise God. Hallelujah. Outside reflects the inside. Amen. So, what matters? The outside matters. The attitude matters because the attitude is a reflection of what's going on on the inside. The association matters because the Bible says bad company corrupts good habits. Praise God. Good character. Praise God. So the association matters. The appetite matters. I'm not talking about hot dogs and burgers. I'm talking about what you take in. What you feed your soul. What you feed your spirit matters because it's soon going to be manifested on the outside. Praise God. The attire matters. The attire matters. Do you know who was the first tailor? Who made custom cut designer's dress? Who? God. What was the purpose of this garment that God made for Adam and Eve? What was, the, what, was the, what was the purpose? Purpose was to cover up. Tell your neighbor, cover up. Cover up. Praise God. The purpose of what God made Adam and Eve and gave it to them was to cover up. Not to show up. Hello. Or to show off. 
So as carriers of the presence of God, as one who has the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, as one who is the ambassador of Christ, your external should not become a trap for someone else. Hello. Praise God. Amen? Praise God. Let's move on. Praise God. So the outside matter because the cleansing has to take place in the body or the flesh and the cleansing also has to take place in the spirit. That means the inside matters also. Praise God. For God, the outside matters and the inside matters. The outside is every sin that is committed in the body, physically, externally, every kind of filthiness that can contaminate our lives. Praise God. The internal is the sin of the spirit, which is in the thought realm, which is in the motives, which is in the depth of our hearts. Praise God. See, to God, the why is as important as the what. What does that mean? What does that mean? It simply means the intentions and the motives of heart matters to God. Regardless of what the exhibit is. Regardless of what the expression is, regardless of what the presentation is, the intentions and the motives of the heart matters to God. That's why he says you got to be cleansed on the outside and you got to be cleansed on the inside. In other words, I can do something good with a wrong motive. I can be the most generous person if my intentions are not right. God who knows the intentions, he's going to value, give value to what I do based on the thoughts, the motives, and the intentions of the heart. That's why the word says, it is not enough that you, you just cleanse the outside. The internal has to be cleansed as well. Praise God. Suppose I smile and come and hug you and say, oh, my brother, it's such a good thing that I haven't seen you in ages. And in the heart, if, if I have something else, it's not going to fly with the Lord. So the Lord says, it's time for you to get a deep what? <sighs> Praise God. How many of you guys had a deep cleansing? Huh? Ever had a deep cleansing? Praise God. It's good to have a deep cleansing. Praise God. Because no matter who we are, how spiritual we are, when we live in this world, there is a potential. There is a chance in our walk, in our talk, in our sight, in our behavior. We all err one way or the other. So it is good for us to pull back, sit in his presence, and ask for a deep cleansing. Take a deep breath now. Come on. Take a deep breath now and tell your neighbor, I think I need a deep cleansing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Praise God. Yes? So we need what? To God. Do God. The why is as important as the what. Now the question is, do you major on the inside or do you major on the outside? What do you major on? What do you major on? Inside or outside? Inside. She's a good girl. She's a good girl. Brother Peter, what do you major on, inside or outside? It's not a tricky question. Brandon, do we major on the inside or the outside, my brother? Inside. Good. Value is given to inside. Yes. God wants us to have a dwell major. What's a dwell major? He wants us to major on the inside and so, Lord, help me to be cleansed on the inside and the outside. All right, okay. I have given promise to my brother that I'm going to stop at 1230 today. Now I'm being tempted. <laughs> now I'm being tempted to break my promises. Praise God. Therefore, my beloved brothers, because we have these promises, because I gave the promise, I have to conclude. Listen, brothers. Praise God. Let us. The preacher is not excluded from it. Let us cleanse ourselves from everything that contaminates our body and our spirit. It's between you and God. It's between me and God. It is between us and God. A moment. Just a moment. Looking on the external. Looking on the internal. Both is equally important to God. And if it is important to God, it is important to me, it is important to you, it is important to us, because it's going to affect our fellowship, our relationship with Him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Be separate. Come out of them. And touch no unclean thing. Praise God. If you do so, I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me. I will dwell among you, and I will walk with you. Oh, Jesus. in my thoughts in my attitudes Lord I have erred and I realize that I need cleansing so as we all stand on our feet we're gonna sing praise God go we got two minutes connect with them talk to them. 
anointing to the Lord it says our sanctification is as well for us praise God our cleansing is as well for us this morning would you say as you lift your heart to him even if the hand doesn't go up make sure the heart goes up and tell him Lord here am I Every impurity 